Hey everyone and welcome to You Do You, a podcast enriched by your story. My name is Julia. Together with my guests, I would like to inspire each and every one of you to let go of perfectionism and to trust in your very unique path. Thank you for tuning in. Are you curious? Then let's start with the episode. Today, my guest is Hadia Tuberi. Welcome, Hadia. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I would jump right in. So you used to be a student at the Hague University of Applied Science, right? Yes, I used to be a student at European Studies. Okay. Would you like to tell us more, like, why did you choose this program? Okay. The reason I chose European Studies is because I'm very much interested in politics, but I also really love languages. Um, and I saw that it was a program that offered me both languages and communication as well as politics. And I thought this is the perfect combination because I don't have to choose for one of the, the two things that I like, but mm -hmm. I can just combine them. Uh, and I like the interdisciplinary aspect of the program and the fact that there are so many international people who are following European Studies. And I just think it's amazing amazing to connect with people from different parts of the world. Yeah, that sounds good. So uh, how many languages do you speak? Because I know you yeah. <laughs> can speak quite a, a yeah. lot. <laughs> yes, yeah. so currently I speak five languages. So I'm fluent mm -hmm. in five languages, which are Dutch, Spanish, English, French, and my own language, which is Fula. Mm -hmm. But I have to say, I do understand more than five. I think I understand like around roughly nine languages. Um, but my aim is to speak eight languages. Wow, um, yes. <laughs> that's so good. Yeah. Ambitious, but I, I know you can get there. Thank you. I really appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, so um, that's super interesting. But like you said, you really liked like the program, the content, but did you know where you wanted to be after your studies or was that something you found out during your studies? And this is a funny thing because like when I was in high school, I realized that I wanted to do something with um, with IGOs or international organizations. Um, and I knew that with European studies, it was such a broad program that I could choose many different things to do afterwards. So I knew that I was interested in politics, but I didn't know per se what type of politics. Studying European studies have given me like more, let's say an insight of what I would like to do further. Mm -hmm. So it is pursuing this career in international organizations, international non-governmental organizations. Um, and more specifically, I would say the European Union, mm -hmm. uh, but also politics here in the Netherlands. Um, so I'm right now like really looking at what do I find interest interesting because I didn't know a lot about your, uh, Dutch politics because mm -hmm. my study is more focused on the European Union. Um, but after my studies, I started like looking a little bit deeper into Dutch politics and how I could get involved And eventually, I would say, I do see myself somewhere in the European Union, maybe even mm -hmm. the UN, you never know. That's great, <laughs> yes, yes, I can see you there. Yeah. Um, but what I wanted to know is, were you scared, because you said during the program you learned more about the European political systems, were you scared of chasing a career more in the Dutch political sector or... You know, or did you just go for it? I have to say I was scared in the sense that 
I didn't really know people who were in Dutch politics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it's really difficult to get somewhere when you don't know, per se, you don't have the experience and you don't, like, you haven't learned about it and if you don't know people who work in it. So personally, in the beginning, I wasn't really thinking of pursuing a career in Dutch politics at all. Mm-hmm. It is something that kind of just happened. I went on exchange in Spain. Um, I loved it, by the way, there. Uh, and <laughs> then, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I loved it. Oh, my God. Love Spain. Anyways, <laughs> I came back to the Netherlands and suddenly I was on Facebook. I, I'm never on Facebook, but I happened to be on Facebook and I saw like an advertisement for Stem Open Frau, which is like vote vote on a, vo- a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and they were offering a mentorship program for young women who wanted to go into politics. And I was like, I don't have any experience, mm-hmm. but it would be so cool to just have somebody who is in politics to teach me. And I applied thinking they're never going to choose me, but I just <laughs> did apply. And then like one month later, I got a notice that I uh, I have a mentor, which is Fonda wow. Sala, and she's currently at the European, uh, not the European Parliament, at the Tweede Kamer, so uh-huh. the National Parliament. Um, and back then, she was a council member at the uh, at, at the Hague, mm-hmm. um, and she just taught me a little things about politics here in the Netherlands, about her work, and she took me to events, mm-hmm. and that kind of sparked my interest more in mm-hmm. Dutch politics, and I was like, okay, so this is actually really interesting. It's not maybe the thing that I wanted initially uh, because mm-hmm. that's like more European Union, UN, etc. But I really got interested in the things that happen here, knowing that the decisions that are made at a council level impact the lives of citizens of mm-hmm. the cities. And I was like, that is really important. And if you want to make like changes, that's the that's where you have to be initially. Uh, exactly. So after like hanging out with her and learning from her, I got interested and I was like, you know what, I'm going to become a member of a party. Mm-hmm. And after having met so many people from D66 and I just knew that that was the party for me. Before that, I was thinking, is this the party for me? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was always for me, it, w- it would have either been GroenLinks or mm-hmm. um, or D66. So I chose this one because education is something I find really important and mm-hmm. it's something like this is the party for education. So nice. for me, my ideas aligned with the with the values of this party and I became a member. Mm-hmm. And from there on, things went really <laughs> fast. Like, yeah. it was crazy. Now I'm even on the list for, yes. for the council, for the municipality elections. I'm working for D66. It's That's crazy. That's amazing. That's so inspiring, I think, because you're actually pretty young, right? Yes, I'm 24 at the moment. That's yeah, amazing. Like, you know, we need more people, I think, with values and who try to improve our lives and you know definitely i think it's so important for us young people to have our voices heard i mean Mm -hmm. we are the future i always say we're not tomorrow's future we are today's future and it is so i i never understand how decisions can be made without taking us into consideration without Mm -hmm. us having a, a seat at the table because initially at the end of the day, we will be the ones to take over. Uh, it's yes. our futures that are at stake. And I think that we have such a unique perspective that needs to be considered. 
right now, I just don't feel that we are being represented enough. I don't think that a person 40 years, 60 years can represent us well enough. It's, there is mm-hmm. like this huge generational gap that is so difficult to bridge, especially like with this social media age. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are so many things that older people, the older generation, they, they forget sometimes. Yeah. They want to do things the old way, whereas as a new generation, we are progressing in a way that is totally different. Yeah. Um, and so we need to have a seat at the table and we need to speak out loud about the about the things that matter to us. Yeah, yes, exactly. I really like the part, uh, we are today's future? Yes, we are today's oh, that's future. That's great. Yeah. That's a really nice quote. Yeah. Thanks. Okay, so, but would you also say, going back to the part when you found out like you would like to be more active in that um, party, mm-hmm. is it important to be surrounded by like-minded people and people who are maybe doing something that you would like to do as well, like, you know, seeing what's possible because then it's more tangible? Yes, definitely, definitely. I mean, you cannot get somewhere if you are not surrounded by people who have the same ambitions. Mm -hmm. I mean, even if you get there, it's going to be very difficult and you're going to find so many obstacles on your way. So one thing that I always say, surround yourself with the right people. Um, And the right people are not always your friends. Sometimes there are people that are older than you. Sometimes there are people that uh, come from different different backgrounds than you but it is really good to know what you want as a person and once you do to surround yourself with the crowd that will initially help you get what you want mm-hmm. um, and so I think it's always really good to do like some research to mm-hmm. find people and to network network yeah. is so so important there's something that I always say as well is You know, sometimes you can study, you can you can be the most the, like the most intelligent person ever. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know the right people, and if you don't have like the skill to connect with other people, yeah. you're gonna have difficulties getting somewhere in life. Yeah. Uh, because people like to be seen, and they like to be heard and acknowledged. Yes. Um, and you need to surround yourself with people who can see the value that you can bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be a lot of people, you know. Even if there's just one person who believes in you and who thinks you can do it, that's going to give you like that edge to go for your dreams and to Mm -hmm. make things happen. So, yes, surround yourself with the right people, but don't think that it has to be like a large following that you have to have. I was following like an academy Mm -hmm. um, uh, two weeks ago. And there we had like an activist who was talking and he was explaining about this goal that he, that he has. Mm-hmm. And then he said, it's not about having a lot of people follow you or like believe in the thing you are doing. It's about having enough people. Mm-hmm. And one person can sometimes be enough. So always take yes. that into consideration. Yeah, I love that. Yes, it's just like when I told you about my idea about this podcast and you told me, oh, let me get you in touch with, you know, that person who could help you. And then the whole thing progressed. Yeah. Like, it's exactly what you said. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think if you have, like, ideas and dreams and things, you just go for it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the thing is with telling too many people about the things you want, there are a lot of naysayers. Mm-hmm. And I feel like those are the ones that put you down, you know? Yeah. And that prevent you from, like, achieving your fullest potential. Because I think as people... We all have great potential. Yes. Uh, but we just need to believe in ourselves and have somebody that sees that, somebody mm-hmm. that is positive. 
because if there's one thing I've learned over the course of years, I mean, I'm very young, but if there's one thing that I've learned, then it is that you are going to fall many times. Yeah. And it's not about, like, it's not about the amount of times that you have fallen, but the amount of times that you get up and continue. Yes. You know, every time you fall, don't see it as something that is too bad and don't feel sorry for yourself. I mm -hmm. mean, it's part of life. Um, but see it as a lesson, yeah. as an opportunity to grow and keep on going. Because if you do that, I guarantee that at the end of the day, you will succeed. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 100%. Um, I mean, that's also would like to spread the message um, during this podcast that mistakes are part of our life and a part of our journey exactly. that might bring us also to places we haven't thought of before, right? Yeah. So... When you talk about like mistakes or challenges, have you experienced challenges along your way? Yes, I would say I've experienced many challenges. Yeah. I mean, mind you, I came to the Netherlands when I was 10. Yeah. Um, I had grown up in Guinea, which is like, yeah, my country. Uh, mm -hmm. And then I came to the Netherlands. I experienced a total cultural shock because mm -hmm. things were different. Uh, the way people carry themselves, the way people speak. I mean, even like looking somebody like really right in the eyes when you are speaking. It's something that I wasn't really used to because I thought it was rude. But it's something okay. that you do in the Netherlands. So, so th those are like little things things that I struggled with but one thing that I would say was my main struggle was with the educational system in the Netherlands because you have this system that sometimes disfavors people with a migrant background or people mm -hmm. with a, let's say a difficult last name um, and so I experienced the challenge I was put in a level that was like really low I was even mm -hmm. told you need help studying which I thought was absurd because in Guinea, I, re I did really well in school. Mm -hmm. So I had to fight my way uh, in the school system to prove that what was said by the system is not true. Uh, and I did so successfully, but it yes. took a lot of time, you know, and it took teachers having to believe in me. Mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes you thought, oh my God, it's not going to work. And you saw... Because one time I made a jump, like, mm -hmm. from one level to another. And in the beginning, obviously, you have to adjust. Yeah. So in the first, in the beginning, it wasn't going, like, super well. And so you heard people say, okay, maybe it's better for you to just go back to the other level. Maybe this is difficult. Uh -huh. And I was like, no, never. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'm going to show you that I can do this. And then at mm -hmm. the end of that year, I was among the best students. Wow. And one year later, I went to the highest level. Amazing. And yes. so it was crazy, you know. But because of me doing that and being mm -hmm. like persevering in that obstacle that was put on my path, mm -hmm. I allowed the door to be open for other people. Um, I made the jump that was never done before in the history of my school and that is yeah. actually not even allowed. Uh, but <laughs> after that, the, like the year after that, someone else was able to make the same jump. Amazing. And I thought, you know... Uh -huh. We can do so much more than what people sometimes tell us we can. Yes. And I feel like we, as young people especially, we always really need to think about the things that we want to achieve. Mm -hmm. And even if it's a system or a person that tells us we cannot do something, if we feel in our hearts that we can, we should not give up and we should like be persistent even when they say no. Because with me too, they said no, no, no. But I was like, no, no, no. I want this mm -hmm. and I don't want someone else to choose for me what I can do and cannot um, and so I went for it 
That's amazing. Yeah, it's, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really that's really inspiring. And I think this is also the reason why I do this podcast is, you know, to encourage others mm -hmm. to believe in themselves and to have role models who've done that. So it's like if you really want, like you can get wherever you want to, you know? Yeah, definitely. That's um yeah, very inspiring. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you. Um Just to come back uh, to the party, like, what is your role, your current role there? Yeah, so currently I'm a candidate for the municipality, mm -hmm. but next to being a candidate, I'm also working for the party, mm -hmm. and I am a diversity officer, nice. uh, which is really cool. I'm the first person to hold this position within the party. Um, yes, it's really, really amazing, and so what I do is actually try to make, to create more awareness on mm -hmm. the importance of diversity and inclusion within the party, and when I say the party, I'm talking about nationally. So it's not only mm -hmm. in The Hague, but like in the entire, in the entire Netherlands. Um, and so I give trainings. I have like made trainings, which I give to board members uh, and regions. And I create like learning platforms on diversity and inclusion, organize events and like really go and talk to people and give them like something tangible that they can use to mm -hmm. make a difference within their, uh, within their um, department uh, and within their regions. And And it would be so cool if in 26, in 2026, mm -hmm. we can see a difference uh, by seeing more diverse lists. Yeah. Uh, and when I'm talking about more diverse lists, I mean the people, the candidates, that that list that will be presented is going to be so diverse. And mm -hmm. when I say diverse, I'm not only talking about color, mm -hmm. because I always say every person is diverse. Yes. Um, and we bring so many different qualities to the table. Mm -hmm. um, But it, it is so important to also be a representation of, of society in a way, mm -hmm. uh, because as a party, we have certain values. We are social liberals. Um, and obviously, the people who can find themselves in those values are the ones who are members of our party. But they come from different parts of, of the world and have different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And these, all these people, I feel, should be represented in the list that we are going to present in 2026 uh, for, the, for, the, for the elections. Yes. Um, and that way, I really hope that we can, you know, we can be a, a party in which every single person feels like they belong, that they mm -hmm. can be part of, that their voices are being heard and participate, uh, because I feel like that is really important. Yes. And representation really matters. Uh -huh. it, it is something so important. I always say you cannot become or dream of becoming something that you have never seen before. Exactly. And I truly believe this. Yeah. So like for young people to participate in politics, I think it's so important mm -hmm. because once you see a young person doing it, as a young person, you can say, oh, she did that. So I can do it as well. Yeah. As a exactly. And as a person of color, seeing a person of color holding a position that is so prestigious, mm -hmm. it will inspire you to do it as well. Yes. It, it will like make something shift in your mind. Mm -hmm. And so I really hope that with the job I have right now at D66, I will be able to plant a seed of awareness raising, of mm -hmm. understanding that as individuals we are different, uh, but that those differences are what make us stronger mm -hmm. and that we work towards being more inclusive and as such representative of our society. 
Yes, yes. well said. <laughs> nice. Yeah, no, as I said, I am convinced that we need more people that really want, you know, that can raise their voice, that stand up for values that are so essential. And yeah, it's just so inspiring, especially because, you know, when you're so young, I find it so courageous to stand up in public for your values and for others. Yeah. That's amazing. Yes. So thank you so much for your commitment even and your thank engagement. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I feel so honored right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So... Um, What I also wanted to ask you, um, apart from your job, because uh, I have tried some meals <laughs> cooked by Haria, and I can tell you they are so delicious. Thank you. <laughs> so I like. I know that you really like to cook in your free time. Yes. But what else is there? Because you have, I know you have so much to offer. <laughs> so, yes, I definitely love cooking. It's like uh -huh. a passion that I've found ever since I moved to The Hague. Um, I have to say, because before when I lived with my family, mm -hmm. I used to be a rebel. I, went, I was like, I'm not going to cook because it was like, <laughs> women have to cook. And like, I had like these foster brothers who did not have to cook. I was like, no, no, no. So I was always, I'm doing something. Uh, but then when I moved here, I really found joy in cooking and I just loved it. But next to, to my passion for cooking, what I also do is like I have a, fa a fashion label, mm -hmm. Shop Hadia. And with that, I actually really try to make a difference in the lives of street children in La Bay, which is a city in Guinea where I grew up. Mm -hmm. um, and that is because in 2018, I went to Guinea and I encountered a lot of poverty. I mean, I came mm -hmm. here as a child. And in my in my in my mind, I had romanticized things. Yeah, of course. And I thought things were better than they were. So going back there, I would say I experienced another cultural shock. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was conflicted about my identity. But one thing that really hit me was the poverty that those children were experiencing, mm -hmm. and the fact that nobody was helping them. Yeah. And I came back here and I was, I was really saddened and I was like, what can I do to help these children? And so I decided I love fashion. Yeah, uh, yes. Why? <laughs> I why, can tell. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so I was like, why not combine my love for fashion with my willingness to help those children and create something? And so I decided to launch Shop Hadia. Mm -hmm. um, it is an African fashion label because I love African fashion. I think it's so important to embrace your own culture and to also, you know, uh, to embrace this African wear because I think it's so beautiful and it can be combined mm -hmm. with so many different things. So I'm trying to make it as modern as possible so that I can also wear it with a jeans, for instance. Mm -hmm. um, but also use a part of the proceeds to help those children. So what we have been doing right now is uh, we send the, some of the proceeds, we send it to Africa and then we provide those children with food uh, we have been able to provide a lot of children with food which I'm really happy about and we were also able to sponsor a few children to go back to school wow. uh, because otherwise because of poverty mm -hmm. they had to go on the streets and help their parents with earning a living uh, and I think once again education is something that is so important 
important. Yeah, it really helps you make something out of your life. And I know you don't always need an education to be successful, mm-hmm. but not everyone is as lucky to find something and become successful without an education. So I really want to help those children find something and learn something for themselves so that they can make something out of their lives and hopefully break the cycle of poverty within their families. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so what I would hope to do in a few years is to also like have this, um, I, I call it right now a foster home, but like it's more a community mm-hmm. in which these children are being taken with in, into the community, accepted and nurtured mm-hmm. and in which they can learn skills but also have a home for those who don't have a home and really be integrated within the society. Mm-hmm. So that is what we try to do with Shabhadia. I love um, it. Thank you. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's, oh my God, that's so great. Like, honestly, all, all the work you do is really, really valuable. And I think you're a role model for a lot of people. And you should check out Hadia's uh, Instagram page, I think. Yeah. And do you also have a website? Yeah, I also have a website. Okay, cool. We will put those in the show notes <laughs> so you guys can check it out. Um, all right. Okay, I would love to go on for hours <laughs> because I know you have so much to tell. <laughs> But... Um, Yes, just not so much time, unfortunately. <laughs> I would like to round up okay. the session by asking you three more either-or questions. Okay. Okay? And you have to answer them by choosing the most suitable answer. Okay. Okay. Ooh, cool. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> you ready? Yes. Okay. Brussels or The Hague? Uh, the Hague, The Hague. I mean, my family lives in Brussels, but I really love The Hague. <laughs> Great. Fula or Spanish? Oh my god! What are you doing to me? This is oh my god! I cannot choose because I mean oh my god! This is like the most difficult question someone has ever asked me. Oh my god! Can I say both? Both. Okay. Okay. Because it's the first episode. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> okay. I hope I pronounced it correctly now. Pizza Ballen or Puleyasa? Puleyasa, 100%. I don't like, I've never had bitter baller in my life. Okay, that one was easy. That one was easy. <laughs> you should know Puleyasa is a traditional uh, Guinea, a food from Guinea. Yes, Guinea, yes, right? that's true. Yeah, we have it. Did you knew that? I didn't know you knew that. Well, I did some research. Oh my God, love I, it, girl. I did my job. I love it. <laughs> cool. Okay, so are there any channels um, our listeners can maybe reach out to you or follow you? Um, you can tell us and then I would put them in the, in the show notes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I'm mostly active on Instagram. So mm-hmm. that is Bel- at Belhadia. Uh, but I'm also very active on LinkedIn. Well, not super active, but I always check my, my, my messages and so. Um, and those are like the two initial uh, um, social media platforms I use. And cool. always feel free to reach out to me via Instagram or, or, or LinkedIn. I really like to sit and talk to people, yes. meet new people. So uh, hereby, this is an invitation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can, I can really, um, how do you say, encourage you guys um, to do that because Hadi is a lovely person. Thank you. And so are you, by the way. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so I put all the info in the show notes. 
Thank you, Hadia, for being my first guest and for your time. Thank you, Julia. <laughs> and for sharing like your, you know, your stories with us. Thank you. I feel so honored to be here, to be your first guest. <laughs> but I also think that what you're doing here is so important. So I can only say keep on the good work. And I'm looking forward to seeing all the beautiful things you're going to do. <laughs> thank you so much. And thank you guys for listening and tuning in. Uh, stay safe and curious. And if you like that, so to subscribe thank you <laughs> <laughs> great <laughs>